Welcome back, y'all, to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to us. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV, or just download the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatab. Hey, Shatara. La, 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 Hey, how you doing? You know, somebody had asked me, um, they were like, oh, you know, I see you. I've listened to your show you do with your friend. And I was like, almost offended. I was like, what? That's my sister. Oh. <laughs> you and your friend. <laughs> you and your friend. Like that. Like, mommy would like that. How about that? Yeah, right. <laughs> mommy would be so proud. Like that. They are friends. Like, yeah. I made them friends. Yeah, pretty much. I made her a friend. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sounds yeah. about right. We are friends. That's what people always want to know. Like, are you all close? Like, yeah, we're all close. Yeah. In is. some way. Yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. It's all good over here in Dirty Jers. Oh, you said it, not me. Yeah, well, you know, pe- people who know, know. You know what I'm saying? And nothing like come across that damn turnpike and hit and see caucus. You're like, what is that smell? Oh, man. When I was there, they used to call it the Cancer Corridor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know what? Let me stop. Jersey's my home, so I, w- I will not. I will not. If this place don't smell like a dirty diaper, the whole pipe <laughs> through. Okay. If, if Swamp Thing isn't in the Hackensack River, but I'm just saying. We'll never know. <laughs> I love my home. Jersey, Bergen County, I love my home. Oh man, you said swamp thing. Remember that was. Mm, mm. We never know what's in that water. Like something is not. Something's a little murky by that Burger King over. There. <laughs> Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch feet. Oh boy. Okay. All right. What are we calling this episode? We're calling this episode "Angry Birds." Okay, but when we say "Angry Birds," I gotta say it like Wyatt. <laughs> you fucked hard. <laughs> oh man, you got it. You got to say it. We got to say it like Ruth, because we're gonna get right into the ratchet. Because we've been trying to get to Ozark. Oh my goodness! And now it's over. <laughs> it's like for real. It's over. Like season four um, is going over with, and you know this is so. What's funny is this. I know this has been your favorite show. This has been my favorite show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seasons. Watching Marty Bird, um, Jason Bateman, and, and Wendy, um, and Wendy, um, for, for 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 the whole time. And but you and I, like you know, we talk like bits and pieces. We never just actually got a breakdown, and and the shit is over now. So it's know. over. That was let me tell you, that was by far. Now I watch a lot of. I want to say I watch. I watch a lot of TV. Like I'm a TV, you know, yep. movie music junkie. <laughs> we know this, right? <laughs> All we wanna do is uh uh. <laughs> This is what I do. And let me tell you something. I love drugs. And when I say I love drugs, I mean like a lot of my entertainment circulates around the drug game. Mm-hmm, it's, much. It's, it's the crazy. I'm oh like, my, oh my God, did you finish watching are. Snowfall? What's that about? Drugs. Did you finish watching Ozark? What's that about? Drugs. I'm like, I was, my life. I was somebody was like, you know, Snowfall stands for like cocaine, right? Like oh. Snowfall. They, yeah. No idea. Yeah. Sorry. You didn't know what you thought it was their weather? 
Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, every uh, I mean, I can name like five shows off the break and be like, yeah, all of that Queen of the South, like all this stuff is oh, is yeah. the drug game really causes for some good entertainment. And what's funny is like this is it's I mean, yeah, it's about the drug game, but you know, it's actually it's the so it's the story of Marty Bird, who was this I get he was an accountant from Chicago, and it basically he was like laundering money for the Mexican drug cartel through his accountant company, right? But so, he got into it. Like he was forced forced into it. He was kind of forced. Well, because yeah. wasn't it that it was it came out that he was actually laundering money because he pretended like he didn't know anything about it, and that's how they killed his partner. And then come to find out, he really was laundering money. So he came up with this whole idea of, you know, on a whim, like I can go out to the Ozarks, move my family out there, and continue to launder the money in exchange for his life. So the drug cartel let him move out to the Ozarks. Ozarks. Like the middle of, I mean, you know, it's like the he middle of- me back. Him and his wife and the two kids, and they move out there. And basically that's where four seasons of the show. Like just when you thought it couldn't get no crazier, it was getting crazy. So they end up, you know, having that casino and then the FBI gets involved and whoo child. Like it just made for the greatest four seasons of TV for real. Well, well check it out. This is me and, uh, you know, uh, our other sister Chanel, we were talking about how the season started, like the, the first episode started with Marty watching a video of a woman having sex. And it turned out that that woman having sex was his wife. That is how the show started within sure. the first five minutes. You're like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. He caught his wife out there. Like it was, it was, that was no joke. And they had like no love between them. And then over the season, you start to see like these two people really, they love the hustle. First of all, mm-hmm. then like, when, when the hustle comes out of Marty, like she falls in love with him a little bit, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> it turns on. It really gets her. It really gets her. But then there's no sex between them. Like they have a sexless marriage, <laughs> like hands down. The only sex we saw was when she was getting it in with her the affair dude, which I think, I think he ended up getting killed. Oh, he's the one that got dropped out the window, right? I think so. And and let alone the fact that she, you know, her brother was killed. And then her dad comes down with this whole search party. Like, we're looking for your brother. Like, you should be. She She's cold-blooded. Now, I will say this about Wendy. about Wendy. Wendy turned out from that homemaker, you know, wife to... She oh, was no. cold-blooded. Like, Wendy's a thug. Wendy is... You don't... Let me tell you something. You don't have to be you know, uh, chain snatching and, and, and have that look to be a thug. Mm-hmm. You got blood. You know what I mean? Be that kind of thug. She, yeah. She, she, she went back up to Navarro. Like I need to talk to him. I, I need to talk to him. We can figure it out. She's a hustler. She is the best telemarketer I've ever seen in my so life. He's a killer. And she still was going, she still talked to him. Somebody get your sister involved. How about that? <laughs> now, now check it out. Camilla. And now her name is Camilla, which is Navarro's sister, right? Mm-hmm. Camilla is actually in Queen of the South, and her name is Camilla as well. I I saw that. So I wondered if they try to use that mm-hmm. as like you know like like were we supposed to tie it all together because it, it would it would be real. Yeah, they're gonna do like a like a ghost and power like you know yeah. few little clues and then he'll come I back. Figured. I was like, what are the chances? It's Camilla, and she's running shit. Like this kind of makes sense. And her name is Camilla. She she talks like this. Like I have no intention of uh, killing you or your family. She's cold-blooded too, though. But I'll tell you, if you come any closer, I will shoot you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, Ruth was ready for her day, wasn't she, though? Huh? Ruth was ready for her day. She was getting her pool yeah. built. She was about to live the good life, okay? And but at some point, you have to feel like she kind of gave up on life. Like, I don't know. 
I, I think that was more of her, you know, ending it. Because once her cousins died, like, and just like, you know, it was it was some scenes in there when Marty said he was telling Wendy, because Wendy don't, Wendy don't like Ruth, but the whole thing is like, Wendy and Ruth are like the same people. They're, yeah, they're a little bit alike. Yeah, yeah. A so bit. Marty was telling Wendy, his wife, he was like, you know, we've destroyed everything in her life. Like, yes, not nobody. And everything yeah. got worse because of us. That was some real shit. Like, he has a heart. That's right. the thing. Marty, Marty has a heart. But Marty's a thug, too. Yeah. When when it, when they flew him down to uh, Mexico, mm-hmm. oh, that whole torture weekend. Yeah. He saw the books. He was like, this isn't right. Somebody's, somebody's cutting a corner here. This this The books, the numbers aren't right. It's not adding up. Somebody's, all right, so take this back here. Dude translated it. He was like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, well, I, I'm just here because your boss wants me to be here. So, you know. He's so calm with it. He's, he's such a... Ooh, child, right. he, he, you know the torture weekend. That was level. <laughs> what? Then, then here go. Then here go. Here go, Wendy. How's it going down there? Uh, it's a wreck. It's, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's cutting corners. And yeah. I, just, what a great! I love man the the Langmores. They was. I mean. You know, mm. it's like you don't come in contact with those kind of white people. Like I don't really. You know, you might see them on TV or whatever, but you don't really right. know them. What? Yeah. Well, you know what? You might know them, but but they hide it very well. How about that? I. But mm. what you mm. mean? I mean they. Mm. I mean they in the Could woods. Be your neighbor. They live in the woods. Okay, I'm, I'm just talking in terms of like their life and what they really got going. These motherfuckers never got a security system with all the shit they got going on. They still got that same sliding glass door in the back. They don't ever lock the door. You know what I'm saying? They got this truck, you know, rolling up, telling them they got to get on the plane to Mexico in five minutes. Like, they have no sense of security. They still live a very privileged life. You know what I'm saying? They have a casino on the boat. They don't act like they're scared for their life for nothing. No, because they got the FBI behind them. Oh, shoot. That, man, it's so much that happens. So one one of the things that I want to point out from the Mm. show... Excellent show. If you haven't watched it, it's, it's everybody. It's, it's worth. Oh, it's worth I'm watching it. again. I'm going back for more. Yeah, watch it again. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is the acting. You know, like sometimes you watch these shows and it's like, oh, you know, I mean, they're good, but it's like, but the acting is so superb. That's what I could say because there are times I would watch this with somebody and they'd be like, how did nothing? How do you know what's going on? I'm like, because a lot, some of the di- dialogue is not dialogue. It's body language. It's how, you know, Marty may look at Wendy or, yeah. you know, just a scene where it's like, it's not really a lot of words, but you know exactly. You know the person. They did such good character building. Exactly. That's what it is. They built them so good that we, we're a little bit knowing how they're going to move and what they're going to do. Exactly. That's it's, where it's I'm like, that I'm, good. I'm invested because I'm all in and I, I know these people. That's how I feel like I know these people. And that's how I was yeah. like. Yeah. So good. Like I'm sitting there, like, you know, I was watching it with a friend. He's like, they're not even saying nothing. I was like, I'm telling you, it's a lot being said right now in the scene. Listen, we knew Ruth was gonna go up there to kill uh Navarro's nephew. She had her little hoodie on, listening to Wu Tang the whole time. All right. Which I'm ready. They not do an excellent job. Whoever produces Oz and Wu Tang clan and Biggie Smalls. And Killer Mike showed up and she was like, I like your work. (laughs) I love you know. I love that. I she, love she, it. Yeah, she said she don't sleep. I said, what? And, you know, when you look at how how her character, to me, like the way that she was taken out in her white and she had her dress on, I feel like the show was really about her. Mm-hmm. A lot. It was about the birds a lot, but it was it was about her, like her her being so young and have gone through shit and lost, you know, everybody. Remember all the ghosts showed up? The father, the uncles, they had like a barbecue. Remember they all showed up? And it was like a she she thought she was dreaming. 
Mm-hmm. And they told her, like, come on, get food, whatever. Like, that was really sad because, like, in reality, like, none of them are there. Well, that's why I was like, that, for, to me, foreshadowed her death. That's how it was going to happen. Oh. That, you know, on the other side, she'd be embraced. I mean, that's what I was like. Wow. Food for thought. Yeah, because she was filling up a pool, remember? But the whole thing was there was a body in that pool. Yep. Remember? So yes. I'm like, oh, this is the end. And like, I just, you know, you could just kind of see it all, all, uh, all come, all come. But then, did you expect Noah to do what he did? To go back to the what? To at the end, no, Noah shot the FBI dude. I did. Came back with the DNA. You expected Noah to pop up with with the lesson that the guy, remember, remember the naked guy who was renting that they were renting the house from the old man. Who would have thought? Yeah, Marty. They were like, yo, there's a naked man out from one. Remember that? And him and Noah were friends and he, you know, loved that man. Yeah, and he, he had like Noah is Noah went his way. Like he was, you know, he wasn't he, fucking with his mom. He's great with the numbers like his father. He was doing yes. the whole thing, but at the end, he came through for his family. He did. That. And then the, she, he the, the FBI guy was like, You guys can't get away with that. No, you can't. And then she's like, Look, well, what's your price? Everybody has a number. That's Wendy's favorite thing. Everybody has a number. And he was like, I don't have a number. You guys are not gonna get away. I have so much DNA in this Whoa. um cookie jar. Teeth grind, like, oh, I'm pit Boom. And Noah, he closed his eyes, and that's what the old man taught him to do when, when he was shooting. He was ta- teaching him how to hunt. Oh. It all came full circle. Whew. I was like, wow. But but I, I must say, when her kids wasn't fucking with her and her dad came to get those kids. Mm-hmm. And what, what did she do, though? She ran off to the crazy to the, uh, the the home. And she checked herself in. And she was like, tell the kids I'm here. They'll know Twice what you do. tried to go. Twice. The first time they wouldn't take her. <laughs> And he said, listen, we got people really here, real deal. She was like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> she came and checked herself in. She did. She's so manipulative. She was like, the kids are, the kid, tell the kids, Marty, just tell the kids I'm here, okay? <laughs> and then Ruth came to see her and was like, wow. She was like, yeah, like, had you not checked him out, he would have still been alive. I was like, ooh, this is getting deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're taking me there. I, mm-hmm. But I will say this. In, in closing, because we got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. I was driving to a show the other day and I was running late. Okay. And traffic hit. And I was just, I, I started to have a little bit of a heart attack, just a little bit. And, and, and Wendy Bird's voice came to me <laughs> as I sat in traffic and she said, have some fucking faith. <laughs> and I just said, all right, all right. I just turn the music up and just. I'm going to make it. Everything's going to be, I just, she like yelled at me. It's like, oh, dick. That's sick. You're going to make it. Everything's going to be all right. All right. All right. So moving on. We got a, we got a lot to cover here. And, but that was great. Ozark was great. Y'all need to watch it. If you haven't seen it, please catch up. Cause one of, one of our, our, it's our favorite show. It was, it's still our favorite show. Legacy show. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Um, mm-hmm. So rapper Isaiah Rashad, mm-hmm. uh, has been on the Joe Button podcast video cast show, right? Talking about his uh, leaked sex tape and basically saying he identifies as sexually fluid. So, number one, let me just mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. I you know, I know you probably haven't heard of Isaiah Rashad before all of this. <laughs> not no. no. Um, you know, I had little bits and pieces, and not like I really care for the music. You know, just not my not my genre, not my not my thing. What kind of what kind of music does he have? Um, it reminds, it's like that Kid Cudi kind of, little bit, that kind of, that mm. kind of. Okay. So just put it this way. He performed at Coachella. I mean, who do we really listen to that performs at Coachella? Beyonce. Other than Beyonce. And that's been how many years ago? So oh. let's leave it at that. 
But as Lizzo? far as you know, who? I said Lizzo. Yeah, I'm just I'm like a male rapper, you know, and outside of Kanye, who decided he wasn't going to do it, and then you know whatever. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. understand it's a different genre. It's a different, you know, different whatever. Mm-hmm. Got but, it. So there was this uh, back in I guess February. There was this uh, on tw- on Twitter of all places. Mm-hmm. Mm, the Twitters. Uh, there were videos of sex videos, sex tapes, or sex videos of this this rapper Isaiah Rashad that was leaked. So, um, yeah. So here's here's the thing, because mm-hmm. I, I, I you haven't seen it, have you? No. I found it. I mean, anyway, I found a link. I saw okay, it. So, so yeah, tell me, tell me. So, so okay, so there's two videos. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. He's saying that his thing was like it was it was leaked, and it was like one of the one of the one of the a uh, terrible point in his life, and you know a lot of things were going on in his family. He already has admitted he has like some mental health issues, and mm. you know, um, dealing with drug uh, drug use. You know, it's very open about that. But this part, he's saying that it was, um, you know, leaked. So now he's like, you know, I'm attracted to, I'm sexually fluid. Fluid, I caught that. Okay. However, here, mm-hmm. here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I watched the two little little video clips on Twitter, right? So the uh-huh. first one mm-hmm. is um, he is he is holding the camera phone, okay. right? Okay. And he's clearly, he's in a room. And the first thing he says, he's basically saying, so yeah, um, maybe it's after Coachella or whatever. And these two... They paid me a lot of money to, to do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when he pans down, it's two white dudes, maybe mm-hmm. a Spanish, maybe a white dude, but it's two white dudes basically mm-hmm. sucking his dick in his balls. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> listen to you. So so that's that's the one, that's the number one video. And then the second video, it's it's clearly him where mm-hmm. the phone is, you know how you prop, I don't know if you know, but you prop the phone up when you giving head. So basically he's giving head, he's propped the phone up. Mm-hmm. Right next to his face, and he's giving head to this big old black dick, right? Oh wow! So, mm-hmm. but he's looking in the camp, like obviously it's his phone or somebody that he knows. He's looking at it. He mm-hmm. he wants you to see. So mm-hmm. here's my thing with these mm-hmm. like sex tapes and all of this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, how how much of it is leaked, and how much when you're really speaking into the camera? Like, obviously this is a phone that you got in your hand, mm-hmm. and you t- you're telling the the phone you're saying into the phone mm-hmm. they paid him so basically the two guys and they're like laughing like yeah you know all dribbling on his balls mm. they're laughing about it like yeah we they paid him to suck his dick mm. and he says it so 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 you're saying like you wanted it to be uh exposed like this was not a secret I, not that I wanted to be exposed. Right. I'm thinking that him I'm saying you wanted and, him. Uh-huh. And it's funny because I mean uh, to be honest, I mean Whoever heard of Isaiah Rashad? Like, I know he has a fan base and it's a very eclectic fan base, but honestly, nobody was ever talking about him until this whole thing came out. And then, you mm-hmm. know, everybody's online trying to find a video. Like, I, f- I found a link. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I might put it, um, I might put it in this post or whatever. But any, I mean, if you want to see it. Uh-huh. But the whole thing to me seems very staged. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it seemed, okay, so in other words, like nobody was really talking about him before this. So mm-hmm. now he kind of did this and got like his name out there like more than ever before. Because so, in the end of so he so he does this uh this uh, uh interview with Joe Buttons, which I watched like the majority of it. So basically, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, it was it it was kind of you know I fell for him because he was like you know after his uh his grandfather had passed away the next day, he's like I don't know if he had a heart attack because he saw the video. I'm oh like, my Jesus, yeah, that's kind of hard. But he said that he you know he found a partner and. 
um, yeah. who understands, you know, themselves and what he likes. And basically, it's a it's a female. He's like, you know, I was I was lucky to find that she's put me onto a lot of stuff that yeah. I understand about myself, you know, about my personality. So, um, I, I mean, to I, each I, saw- own, I always like teachers on as long as you're not hurting nobody. Um, I just think it's kind of like, now you know, this ain't no leak, you know, it's mm-hmm. your phone. That's yeah, all. it's a phone. Yeah, it's, I mean, see, I, I did see some of the, um, you know, I saw the headline. I did see some of the Joe Button interview and Joe Bunny, Joe Button is so funny because he's like coming in like, okay, so like, so what, what are you and, and what does that mean for you? And he's just, you know, being very direct. And the dude was like, you know, I'm still learning myself and I'm, you know, kind of getting to the books and find out and, and, you know, I do have an opinion on this, you know, I come in peace, so I'm not even going to really go too far into my opinion, but, you know, it's just, it's just a lot, it's a lot on the table right now when it comes to the sexuality, it's just a lot on the table. So when you say like, oh, I got to, you know, put my head in the books, I'm like, like, were these books that were just published within the past, like five years? Oh. <laughs> you know, like all this stuff is very new, like all, you know, all these like just very titles and pronouns and like all this stuff that you got, hey. I sound old school when I say this and that's fine with me. This is all very new. I'm not saying, you know, gay people didn't exist. I'm not saying transgenders didn't exist. I'm not saying, you know, bisexual. I'm not saying it didn't exist. I'm just saying, see those three I just named? Now there's so much more on the menu. Mm-hmm. And right. I just feel like there's a there's mass confusion going on. I'm going to say specifically with like, you know, the younger generation of these, um the Z generation of kids. Like, so it's mass confusion going on. So... <laughs> When he says he's hitting the books, I'm like, oh, you hitting the books? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I more, I was like, well, for what? I mean, no I'm that. learning. I'm like, it's a grown, you grown ass man. Like, you know, you, you know, I hate to say that, but like, you, you like the D? You like the D like me? Oh, okay. Well, then say no more. That's all that is. I love the D. Yeah, that's all it is right there. We got something in common, homie. <laughs> you know, like, no, and no, uh-uh, don't be trying to say, don't be, don't be greedy. Talking about you like both. Like, see, now you're being greedy. Yes. I mean, any anyway, like I like I said, I I really think it was you know yeah staged viral, but it it looked a little. Staged. You think he he pulled a um a Jesse Jesse uh smoothie? A smoothie? <laughs> he pulled a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> and they had MAGA hats on. And then the guy, then the dude testified and was like, "Well, we was playing with each other." Like what? <laughs> we had been seeing each other after every um show and we had dates like <laughs> he pulled this moolier so yeah maybe so maybe you know okay well hey 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 mission accomplished if it was to get everybody talking and to get the conversation going about you know some of these especially yeah. like black artists who um you know are, are more than just straight out there or whatever closeted however then the conversation is started yeah, you got but, it. You got it. And Kid yeah. Cudi too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same thing. Cause you know, I'm just like, well, broke a the dick. He sure didn't let the world know that. Like, good lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. They paying you? Like for real? That's what we doing now? Oh my okay. goodness. All right. Mm-hmm. You know what? You like I, it? I loved it. Let hey, that know. Coachella money was not enough. Okay, so hey. Mm-hmm. Ah yes. Anyway, um, what we got next? All this love for free. Better come and guess. <laughs> that was a jam. Um, Amber Heard, uh, I know the whole trial was going on between her and Johnny Depp. 
Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, honey, uh, they dropped, <laughs> the jury has dropped the verdict, and Johnny Depp has officially been defamed by the ex-wife, Amber Heard. Um, and it's official. They don't want to hear it. Depp was awarded $15 million in compensate. I don't want to say this. Compensate. Compens- Sorry. Oh, my God. I can't read. <laughs> say it one more time. Compensate. Compensatory. 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 Are we having penny pasta? Compensations. Huh? Compensatory and punitive damages. Uh, but he can only legally receive up to, listen to this, $10.35 million. Mm-hmm. of that 15 million. Oh geez. How bad is that? Okay. So, um, she, in her claim, she received 2 million and she's saying that she's heartbroken. You know, even all the evidence that she had was not enough, you know, to stand up and influence or sway the court with, you know, everything she put on the table against her ex-husband. And, you know, basically if this blonde hair, blue eyed lady is, is, you know, giving the tears and telling them like, this is what he did. And they're still like, eh, not Johnny Depp. Then they're like, well, will they ever believe us as black women? Will they ever believe us? That's taking a stretch. And when I heard this part, like, man, don't be don't be mixing me up with No, with, I'm not even comparing myself. Please, please don't. Now I do, you know, I mean there's there's some serious it's some serious implications for basically they both won, but it was what they call um uh comparative negligence, basically in the law. So she had to pay, he had to pay, but she had to pay. So and I think, because I, I I don't know if this is the right, because what I'm I'm here is you know she's got to pay like ten million or something. Oh yeah, ten. He, she's got to pay ten million, and her lawyers are like, well, she don't have the money to to pay him. You know, so there's a part of me that feels bad mm-hmm. because the whole thing was she wrote an article and she never named him, but mm-hmm. you know wrote an article about her experiences being abused. Yeah. And she never named him, but he took it upon himself to bring uh, it to the court, to take it to court and say, you know, I lost some jobs over this because of this, uh, this anonymous article that you wrote. So it's crazy, you know, yeah, and, you know, I do agree. It's kind of like a setback, like, well, damn, you know, don't, don't get out and publicly shame. Like, cause in, in reality, she didn't name him. So, I mean, you feeling guilty Depp and I like Johnny Depp. I really mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who who works for a company that represents him and he makes so much I mean he he made like 6 million dollars last month just off of like a little commercial he did in China like he works he 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 makes his money. So but you know do I believe and I I like Captain Jack Sparrow but I mean do I believe that he punched her and dragged her and did all that shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Punched her, dragged her, head butted her, pulled her by her hair. Yeah, didn't he like um, lose sexually her abused her? Probably fighting back, and he lost a finger or something that had to be reattached. Yeah, like I mean, if there if there was constant abuse going on, and you know she brought it to the forefront, then mm. I just feel like, yeah, that this is this is this is a sad thing for mm. you know for the back to have been turned. Like, okay, well, anyway, next, and I just feel like the court is looking at her like, okay, well, you wasted our time, so now what? Yeah. So. And that's what you get for going against Johnny Depp. That's how this can almost come off. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the hate that she got online, I was like, what? Because first I was like, Amber Heard, like, what? oh, you know, I watch all the Marvel movies. Like, you know, she played in um, Aquaman. She yeah, was, to like, figure it out for a minute. Like, what was she in? Underground mm-hmm. nymphs, one of the underground mermaids or something. But, mm-hmm. So, you know, but she got so much hate. There was like a, a petition to take her out of the next mo- the next sequel of the movie, like 10 million people or something signed it. I'm like, these people is... Let me tell you, people mm. 
that's that's what you know. Woo! Yeah, I don't. I, I I can only imagine being brave enough and speaking up against you know some of the trauma, and then to be kind of you know brushed under the rug. Mm-hmm. That I don't you know just like some of these women who came out you know against you know some of these men said you know the Me Too movement shit like that you know and it's just like okay well are you guys done yet? All right, thank you for your time. Bye. Mm-hmm. Like that that you know. That, that was very brave of you to speak up. That kind of sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. but speaking up, keeping it moving. Mm-hmm. My girl Monique is beefing with D.L. Hughley and uh, claims he threatened to pull out of the performance she was supposed to be headlining. So she was at the comedy explosion in Detroit and uh, she claimed that Hughley refused to take the stage at the same time if she was going to be the headliner. Mm. So like... Throughout her set, I guess she brought the whole thing up. And she's like, y'all don't understand the fight a bitch had to go through to stand in front of y'all tonight. You know, and she she just went in on the whole thing and just saying, like, you know, uh, he's petty. And on the contract, you know, it said that I was closing. And then in turn, he pulled up a contract, you know, that he showed on, you know, one of these social media outlets. And the thing was, she, she was like, that's not a contract. Like, I have signatures on mine. You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you pulling up here with no signatures? Like, who does that? And then did you hear anything about this? I, a little bit. I saw, you know, the the Twitterverse and, and Instagram. I saw a little bit. And I'm like, what are they beefing over now? Okay. So we already know, like, she's taking on, like, Oprah, uh, Lee Daniels, Netflix, Steve Harvey. Like, you know, and I, I respect Monique. Like, she's one of my favorite comics. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, as I'm talking as a, as, as a comedian, like, I, I'm still up watching the Monique show with the Parkers. <laughs> like, hey, Miss Parker. Hey, Miss Parker, mama. Like, I so respect her. I respect her. I respect her so much. So, like, when I see her speaking out against certain things, like when the whole thing with, like, Amy Schumer came out and she was, like, you know, kind of going against the pay and I'm seeing, you know, Chris Rock actually fund Amy Schumer's hour special at the Gentrified Apollo Theater. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't agree with a lot of the stuff that was happening and I was, like, standing with her, like, damn, if she didn't speak up, like, who else is speaking up for you? Like, I'm not, I'm so, like, y'all can call it Ariel, call it all that. Like, she's like, she's doing the damn thing. And yeah, she has to fight for it. So I'm not mad at her. Um, So with this whole Dio Hughley thing, then it got ugly because apparently I think she, and I don't want to, I don't want to like mess up the whole story, but I mean, hey, it, it is all social media stuff. She uh, had like a, an ongoing beef with Dio Hughley, like going way back. Mm-hmm. And she was um, invited to his radio show. Mm -hmm. And um, the woman had said, you know, we're going to play a game called Would You Rather. And she's like, you know, thinking, okay, sis, like, you know, what's up? And the question was like, would you rather your husband speak with your husband sleep with Lee Daniels without a condom or Corinne Steffens without a condom? Something like that. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, okay, first of all, you know. Uh, would you be offended? Like she was offended. She didn't know, like, and she told DL, like, I don't think you should even air that, you know, because that, that doesn't make you look good. Like, you know, what was that about? Mm. So there was already an offense going on, you know, even with that. And then there was something where, you know, they kind of had a back and forth. And I think she said something to him about like him getting sensitive and like questioning his sexuality. And she said like, that was all in good humor and fun, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, damn, and it just got uglier and uglier from there. So I'm not headlining if, you know, you're going to be at the show and I'm not closing for you all this back and forth. And I just feel like, you know what? Y'all leave Monique alone. <laughs> yeah, I like Monique, you know. And like you said, like, I do feel like she is, she she going to speak. And I admire her for that. And I admire her courage because you're like, man, this is supposed to be comedy, you know. But she's got to be a damn activist, you mm-hmm. know. 
a just for equal equal pay and and all of that. Yeah, mouthpiece when it's like, man, mm-hmm. it, should be, it should just be fun. But you see, like this is just this whole thing, and I just heard little bits and pieces of it because you know the thing was she was supposed to be the headliner of the show, mm-hmm. and. DL's response was like, Mm-mm. "Well, you look at the look at the ticket stub. Yes, name is is there. Like that has mm-hmm. nothing to do with what what's on the contract. That has nothing yeah. to do with the, what the agreement was. Like, what are you talking Mm-mm. about? Right. But, and and mm-hmm. I think he, then he then he was on. I think Vlad uh, interview. She was like, then you know he's sitting up telling this white man about yeah. how you know I'm not professional and you know I'm a problem and you know and that's another thing. Like like damn it. Like why are we always like beating each other down? Like we can have that, but like." You don't invite other people into the living room of our business. So mm. when she said that, you know, she had that, you know, on him and she's like, I, I, I've realized like I was never going to say anything like because the day will come. So you never heard me speaking out about some of these instances. And it's true. She hasn't. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all these years are like all kind of came full circle. And I'm just like, damn, like, you know, I appreciate you know, Hughley where he's coming from. He's a kid in comedy. OK, um, you know, Monique, that she's she is the homie and she she is out, out of all of. The black women in comedy, uh, as far as like that that long stretch, I'm looking at Whoopi Goldberg, and I'm looking at Monique. I'm just talking about the long stretch, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like she, yeah, you're right. She she pretty much has to fight. Shit, you see, Whoopi Goldberg gets suspended for two weeks for speaking. You know, shit, having to apologize. So imagine yeah. her feeling like I gotta go up against my own people, you know, and go back and forth. Like, damn it. So I hope yeah. they iron it out, but. It's inevitable, I guess. You know, when it comes to like what they say, the 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 bigger the success, the bigger the the bigger yeah, the devil. However, I'm, it goes. And I'm sure you could speak more about it, you know, later. But I'm just like, there's a lot of sexism I I see in the, that that whole comedy world. You know, sometimes like, I'll be like, I even look at myself at a show, and I'll be like, listen, I know I'm going to do great tonight. I'm the only female on the show. Like, why do I feel like you're cutting corners on this budget? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and these are things you just have to learn over time. Like you have 80% women in this audience or however you kind of, you know, but you learn this. It is a business. It is a business to learn. And you'd be like, okay, well, shit, I'm, I'm a pretty much an asset to the show then. Don't you think? Mm. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole lot of, um, you know, men up in here. So why wouldn't you like highlight a woman? Right. And, and that's for any of my sisters in the game. You know what I mean? Like we should have been highlighted or, or how, you know, the, why I gotta be an all female comedy show. It's just, it's a comedy show. So, so it is very, it is a lot of sexism. It's frustrating, but you know, that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with Monique. Yeah. I like, I, I like Monique. I'm, I'm, I'm glad for her, you know, give her her flowers while she's here too, y'all. Cause she's taking them. Her attitude is y'all don't have to, like, I'm going to take them. Like good thing she knows how to speak up because if you don't know how to speak up, it, you, you get trampled on Yeah, quickly. So good for her. Definitely. All right. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Okay, moving on. Where we at? All right. Are we? Yes. Do we? Do we have to get woke? We do. We do have to get woke. You know, this is look. We we are we're bi. We we're 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 multi multi uh, what multiculties. We. I'm just really quick. I'm gonna get a t-shirt uh, that quotes Monique saying, "Y'all don't understand the fight a bitch had to go through to get in front of y'all tonight." <laughs> get that. I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Hashtag Monique knows her shit. <laughs> You should get that. Oh my goodness. You should. You should sell that's it. That's just an idea. Girl, I'm just trying to sell my merch. Hold on a minute. <laughs> but yeah, that's Monique, I'm with you. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So all right. So um I I'm over here with the news on and 
I feel as though we have, it's almost like repetition happening right now with the gun violence. Mm -hmm. So um, there were four people killed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't think you, I don't think you, you knew about this because you were talking about the shooting in Texas. So yeah, there, yep. There was a shooting um, at the hospital and I was just talking about, you know, when I worked in healthcare, I was just saying this, I was saying like, anybody could walk in and say, I have flowers for somebody. And it just reminded me of Michael Corleone having to move his father's bed. Like there's to this day, like there's still no sense of security there. And this gentleman did go in and, um, you know, he was an active shooter and we just learned that he was looking for his surgeon and anybody who got in the way. Mm. Yes. Was yeah. it a black man? I, I saw a picture of a, a the, black the surgeon man. was a black man. Did he? The surgeon he, was a black man. Did he kill him? Ooh, I know that there were survivors and there were fatalities. I'm not sure exactly if he killed a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Well, don't, don't, I don't want to. And that was so, cause I, I, I you know, I, I get my news from other sources. I, I don't listen. So I didn't even hear about this, but I did hear about Biden's response um, when he addressed the, addressed, supposedly addressed the nation at the White House and was saying that um, he's going to pressure Congress into enacting these new gun control laws, making it, um, I guess, putting more background checks in place to get these assault weapons. Hmm. <sighs> and making it easier for judges um, in or in the, ju- ju- the judicial system to make it more difficult to declare people who are troubled individuals or maybe have records or whatever from possessing firearms. So that's what's on the table. So I, you're right, because there's a lot of repetition that goes here. And I, and I was, you know, I'm still reeling from the Uvalde, mm-hmm. Texas, where, you know, that 18-year-old, uh, y- young man went into the elementary school and killed 19 children t- and two teachers. Um, so here, here's the thing, because in and then there's the the shooting in Buffalo as well. Mm-hmm. So right. and at, yeah. they're they're all using these assault style uh, rifles, these AR-15s, which you know, for all intents and purposes, these are weapons that is used that are used by our U.S. military. So how they get in the hands of these people, I like, I'm still, I don't know, like, you know, just take the, take this into consideration. An AR-15 takes a, uh, a, like a five and a half millimeter bullet and it strikes the human body at a speed of 3,251 feet per second with a 1,300 foot pounds or 1,300 pounds of kinetic energy. So... These are, they're, they're assault rifles. They're military style death machines. I mean, they were talking about some of the parents at Uvalde, they had to provide DNA samples so that they can, their children could be identified. Mm, mm, mm. So, you know, I was, I, I watched Stranger Things with your nephew. Mm-hmm. It's like one of our favorite shows. I know you said you were watching like first, you know. In second I, season. Yeah, I got to catch up. Good show. You know what I always say here? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I always say, if you want to, you want to know what your government is, or you know, want know what's going on, you need to watch some of these TV shows. You need to watch mm-hmm. movies. Um, Stranger Things season four has gotten so 
real. It's I'm sometimes I'm sitting here and I'm watching this with your nephew and I'm like, this is this is stranger than even you know this is this is not a kids show. Mm-hmm. The basic premise is a lot of it talks about MK Ultra. You don't know what that that is. You, you know y'all need to look it up. Um, and government experimentation and how different and um, you know different experiments that were sanctioned by our government. You know, mm-hmm. and these this is even though it's called sci- it's, uh, Stranger Things and it's science fiction, there's a lot of truth in it. So when I and I say that, just take some of the the things that have come out about the Uvalde shooter or the shooting that happened. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you know, if you know you know anything about Uvalde, Texas, it is it's like a border. It's a border patrol town. Mm-hmm. You know, a, pro- a lot of blue collar, a lot of immigrants, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of kids are children of patrol workers, you know, mm. control the borders. So, I mean, you could say what I was saying, you know, what kind of people are going to live in this area, right? Mm-hmm. This kid, and I'm, I'm, let's not even call him a kid, the, the shooter, the mm-hmm. killer, mm-hmm. Uh, years old, he purchased, so mind you, this is, this is the neighborhood that he lives in. This is the town he lives in. Mm-hmm. He was able to purchase two AR-15 assault rifles. Mm-hmm. One of these guns go for like $2,200 alone. So he bought two of them, mm-hmm. plus he bought bullets on top mm-hmm. of that. And yeah. he bought uh, the tactical gear to go with it. Mm-hmm. He also on had this brand new truck. Now, I don't know how much this truck truck is worth, but I'm, I'm willing to say like we're talking about at least a $40,000 truck. Mm-hmm. So he has this brand new truck, which the day of the shooting, he crashed it into a ditch, his brand new truck. And mm-hmm. was pulled, you know, was assisted by the police who let him go. And then he went on to the school. Now I'm thinking you got two AR-15s in your vehicle. You got all this tactical gear and bullets. You get into a car accident or a, an accident. You're in a ditch and the police pull you over. You mean they let then they let him go. Yeah. yeah. And he went on to the school. Um, yeah. Another fact that's coming out is is just it seems like the 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 slow response where police waited more than an hour before invading the classroom which this guy was holed up in. Mm-hmm. They were talking about the there were kids. Now we're talking about these this is elementary school kids who obviously have cell phones. There were kids that were calling 911 on the cell phones in their classroom scared and afraid while this killer was on the loose. For over an hour. Yeah, there's a teacher in the closet with one of them. Just, I mean, no, she said like 18 students. Um, yeah. That, given, I mean, you you heard about the officer. So, and I've, I've seen the, you, I know you've seen the footage because I saw the footage where uh, you had officers standing outside and uh, tackling parents that were trying yeah. to get in. There were some parents who were allowed to get in basically any any officers any of these border patrol officers seemed like they were able who had kids at the school they were able to go inside and get their kids but then you had some parents who were outside and told to basically like stand down none of the officers at the scene shot at the killer shot at this shot at this guy for it's you know oh you know you heard oh he had on this he did he have a bulletproof whatever it was right right so, and you know, then before that, I think he he shot his grandmother in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, 
it's 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 sad. Um, we've just become so. Let me not say we. I let me let me not say we. But there is a there is a a national. I guess feeling it's it becomes very desensitizing. You know, we you know what what can we do? We offer our thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow I, you know you know that there's some money exchange. You know, maybe some words being said, but nothing really is done. Right. Um, because basically, I mean, there's there is a price. That is the price of owning a gun. You know, and that is we we kill kids, we kill civilians. This is a society that we live in where it becomes like a sacrifice, a sacrifice of children, of parents, of, uh, you know, workers, you know, you hear the stories, uh, the teachers, the protectors. This is a society that basically offers up the lives of these people in the name of like owning, you know, this protected private killing device, killing machine. You know, we have, we have created basically an entity that is situated with these guns you know we don't question Mm -hmm. it and that you know that's that's how i that's how i look at it you know we got to look at it in a way like let's let's be real there's there's some real sacrifices going on and we and we sit there and we talk about you know it's the right to own a gun and and but this is the price that we're that we're paying for that you know you go to some of these other countries i was like you know go to go to the uk I, you know, not the biggest fan of the UK, but one thing I I admire is they ain't got no crime. They don't they don't have shootings like this. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they don't. Their gun laws laws are so strict. They don't have uh, assault rifles. They they're banned completely. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a pick and shoot like oh you know you can have like they ain't got them. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I think the last uh, mass shooting, which wasn't a it wasn't was. Maybe I think it was back in two thousand two. If I'm I may, I'm correct, mm-hmm. year uh, two decades ago. Yes, this is we hear about all the time. It's like going back to Columbine, like, and just how it's very common. And even comedians talk about it a lot. Like, if there was a big shooting, like, oh no, we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we they we we may have our violence amongst ourselves, but like, as far as you know, taking it to this like this boy in this truck and they let him go, but yet. You know, if it was us with the weed charge, we're going to go away for five years and they're searching our car. So the fact that, you know, they, I, I don't want, yeah, the privilege that they, they uphold amongst one another. I'm going to say with, I'm going to say white males potentially, or, or whatever America offers you that you can drive around and feel so free to do so. You know, it, it says a lot. It, look, look what happened. Mm-hmm. Just like who was a kid that did the shooting before? Hello? Uh, the one in uh, Buffalo, and and they ended up taking him to like Burger King or something before. Oh my gosh, something crazy like that. Like, so this this is the United States I live in. Mm-hmm. I know that these gun laws—they're talking about you know making them stricter and so on and so forth—and I hate that it 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 has to um, be even talked about or put in into play after so many people have lost their lives. Like, like it, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have come to this. And let's be real about guns here. When they say guns don't kill people, people kill people. If I have a loaded gun and I sit it on my countertop and I leave my house for two years and nobody enters my house, guess what? That gun remains loaded and untouched and nobody gets killed. But when it's in the hands of somebody, then guess what? That's when it happens. So if there's no restriction on the people who have these guns, well, yeah, that's a big problem. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to say, why, why, why is there such a big freedom? Why is there such a big freedom with these with these weapons? That that's another thing. Why is why is there such a big freedom? So what I'm saying is that I live in this country where I see like black people have to fight for like everything. We're marching, you know. Um, we can get killed unarmed, and you know, there's no penalty for it. You know, we have to. Fi- we oh, we're always fighting and marching. I see this a lot with us. Um, we're a very terrorized culture, whether or not people want to see it. You know, we've come a long way, but there's still a lot of stuff brewing. And I know historically, I can look in my history book and see a black family hanging from trees and a group of white folks with rifles and 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 rakes and you know what I mean and pickup trucks and they're all smiling around these dead bodies. Have you ever seen those books? Of course. Have you seen those pictures? Okay, now, and then, and then, you know, and then to say, you know, oh, we, we kill, we kill the baby too, you know, and and everybody's proud and they're happy about it. And they terrorize the kids when they go to school. And this is just culturally to, you know, impose evil on this culture of people. So what I'm getting to is when it's okay to kill someone and murder them and terrorize them, then guess what? It's in your culture. And right now, when I see these young men that are killing, you know, just because of uh, in Buffalo and, you know, they're, they're, they're going after black folks and people of color. Guess what? I feel like it's their grandkids, 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 grandkids. That's all it is. So they, they don't see that they're doing anything wrong because nobody's speaking up. Mm, I, yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. I also think it's like, why are we the only ones like in awe about this? Like what's going on? No, I think it's it's not that we're in awe. It is it is just being desensitized and not feeling like we can do anything about it. You know, bad choice of words. I don't mean to say in awe. I'm just saying, why are we the only ones that recognize that it's the mental state of this culture right now? But it's to me, it's handed down to you. Like you're you're grandfathered into this shit right here. Is what I'm trying to say. I, and not not only grandfathered in, but it's we we indoctrinate, we we program. You know, whether and, you know, I look at social media and look at the the shooter in Buffalo. You know, one of the things he was saying was like everything that he learned, he learned online. You know, he became indoctrinated with the the hatred or whatever that was that was online. And, you know, it takes a really you, you know, because I'm I'm all about freedom of speech. But at the same time, it's discernment. And I keep pushing that because. When you don't have that that mental discernment, that no that that mental ability to 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 discern right from wrong and good from evil and all this other stuff, then you know you you fall a victim, and that's why he's you know. And I think he used those words. He was indoctrinated into it. It, it it's a long history line coming. Is what I'm trying to say. It's a long history. But guess what? When we were going, and you know, during the Black Lives Matter movement, George Floyd was killed, and many many others before him. And we were going up to the White House for a peaceful march. Do you remember the the do you remember the guards up there with the rifles ready? They were ready for us. They were ready to kill us. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And then how much later was they 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 overthrew the Capitol? They stormed the Capitol and nobody was ready and waiting for them. <laughs> they let them they let them in the doors. It was nothing but a big beer fight. They they had a bar fight and said, let's take this somewhere else. Mm. And they went right on down there. You know what I'm saying? Hurt some people, killed a few people, and and no, no, no consequence. They, they're still talking about it to this day. It's just being talked about. So you see the difference? Yeah. They were ready for us with rifles and guns, ready, and now they can't seem to get a grip on how their their sons and their sons' sons 
are killing people by the numbers, just rolling up in the grocery stores. Why don't you look into the mental state of white America? Like real talk, look into the mental state of white America. That's the bigger issue. Okay. Nobody's like really saying that. Like the gun law, the gun law. Like why do you come as a representative of Texas and, and bring your firearm and want to talk in this, you know, legislative meeting and be like, wait a minute, I brought my firearm. This, this, this is something that you should have in your home. What? That, huh? that speaks, it's, it's, you know, we can go deep on this. It's, it's, the, it's the level of fear that they have. You know, I mean, there's, there's a fear that, that they, I, I'm not even going to. Listen, if you say to me, I have bears in my yard and I just never know when, when one of those bear, a bear, I'm talking about, a, I'm not talking about Yogi bear. Okay. I got a bear that may come out and this, cause that's where I live. I, I live in, I live with Marty bird in, in the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. Then guess what? I, hey man, I hear you, man. Gotta keep a firearm. Mm-hmm. But if not, then how are you really living? What What is your life really like that you really need AK forty seven on a daily? Like, what What's your life really like? What you scared of? Yes, I don't. And and you know, to to this to the shooter in Uvalde, I'm like, how did you have two of them? How did that even happen? How were we able to afford them? Who gave those to you? What'd you need them for? I, I, there was a post uh, from Twistpod, and I know that was your doing, and it was a white woman saying that, who's raising these boys? Mm-hmm. And she said, we are, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The look, look to that, because, you know, then they tell, I don't know how, I don't, you know. He had COVID, and he, and he was restricted at home. Really? Oh, okay. All right. Like, yeah, so- you see this mass shooter in the making? at all i mean i just i don't know i just i never believe that when you hear like y'all didn't see any of this coming come on when his own friends some of his friends was like you know he used to kill animals that was his thing Mm. and how he got his hand on two ar-15s is so is just like come on now this is a just like we got the pandemic somebody this is a whole this is a plan you want you want to know why you want to know why they're not putting any restrictions on it because they're lazy, number one. And you want to know what we're going to find out if you really did put some real, I'm not even going to say, I'm, I'm, you know, simple restrictions on, on some of these guns. You know what you're going to find out? 90% of the people that have them shouldn't have them. So the job to find these people out, it's just a whole nother, it's just, we got to pay some more people and we don't feel like doing it. Why? Because the main person making the law, he's not supposed to have one either. He likes to drink. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and. And he and he might beat his wife. So you know what? You you definitely shouldn't have one. But guess what? You got one loaded up in your in your closet. And you have no bears in your yard. So what are you doing? Mm. So I don't know. That's just uh, it, this this is just getting so out of hand and it's just so sad. And I was in a meeting and they had the big screen, you know, on when the school shooting happened and I watched parents run in horrifically to find out if it was their kid and falling like to their ground finding out if they couldn't walk out with their kid it was just and I just finished crying about Buffalo Mm. and I'm just and I'm just like wait 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 another shooting like I feel like and so it's like so I'm not safe remember remember the church shooting hold on a minute Mm -hmm. there was a church shooting so you figure you got church you got a grocery store you got schools you got the mall you got the movie theater no, and I and I do want to mention in Buffalo, um, 
the uh, retired officer, Aaron Salter Jr., who was a security guard at the market um, when the shooter came in. He lost his life there. But what's important to remember is that Aaron Salter Jr., um, he has plenty of YouTube videos, which we can go to, where he actually created um, fuel for cars that was based on water. Um, where he basically broke down, you know, the molecules in water and was able to charge a car with it, you know, and there's been a lot of theories. I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to add fuel to the fire, but just, you have to think that this shooting that happened in Buffalo where a black man was the, uh, inventor of this revolutionary technology and was working part-time at a buff, you know, at the market and did plenty of videos on his invention. You can find them now that somehow he lost his life in this allegedly random shooting. Like mm. I said, it, it, you know, this is, this is like an episode of stranger things to me. Like these are the things that, that makes my mind, you know, kind of work over time. Mm -hmm. Like, what here? like what, what is, what's that all about? Like Dr. Sebi, do you think it's like, yeah. Yeah, uh, a, a a black person, you know, um, on the brink of greatness and progression, and we can't have that. Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. Do do mm. I think it's it's more to it than mm -hmm. oh, this was just a random, and he just happened to be there at the wrong place at the wrong time? No. So I would just, you know, encourage, mm -hmm. you know, the engineers and techs out there because his technology is available. Like he didn't hide it; he was sharing it. His mm -hmm. it's out there to continue his work. Just like there are so many people who continue Dr. Sabi's work, mm -hmm. you know, it's something to exalt him and to uplift him. He's now, you know, become an ancestor, but he's mm. left a left technology that is so revolutionary that, you know, just for him being killed in a, a random supposedly mass shooting should not be his legacy. So, you know, I would, like I said, I, tech people, engineers, y'all should be looking into this because that's a, it's a little known fact that that was, this is a man that lost his life in that shooting. But to me, that's not a coincidence mm. at all. So, um, you know, this, it's just, it, it, it's like, we don't, we don't even get an opportunity to get over, you know, one mass shooting. Mass shooting is a, is a cultural word here that we understand. You go to other countries, like they don't know what, you know, it's, it's, it's at schools, like this is what happens. This is something that we've worked into our culture. And it, it all, it all centers around that freedom to carry a firearm. That's, that's really, that to me, like if you had to put on two sides, what this is all about, it is the freedom to carry a firearm, but the payment for that is, is lives, kids' lives, parents' lives. That that's that's what it is. There's it has to be an energy exchange, and that's what's going on here. So, like you said, you know, get real about some of these mental health issues. You know, we we live in a society where everything is, you know, you want to be politically correct. You don't want to hurt nobody's feelings because everybody is so sensitive. But let's be for real. There's a lot of mental health issues going on in these. In these different in these different cultures, you know, whether you got to turn on uh, euphoria and see some of this, like th this is 
you know, it's almost like no wonder some of these kids have so easy access to guns and then decide to go in and in a, in a fit of rage and shoot all these people. Well, well where's that coming from? Where's that rage that, and it, 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 to me, it doesn't happen overnight. So either we're not paying attention, we've become so, you know, desensitized to it. We don't really give a fuck about these kids because we just allow this to continue to keep happening, you know. There's a group of people that are telling these, you know, young killers, good job. No, I, I, I know. Like, you get, that, that's where I'm coming from. Like, I know I probably didn't, I was very, you know, emotional and passionate about what I was trying to get out. But I'm just saying, like, this, this is historically, like, <laughs> this is historically deeply threaded and embedded in the United States of America. And it's really coming to a different type of fruition because of the shift the world is in. It's like, like this, this is what my grandfather's father, like, this is what we've been doing. So, and, and, and the laws are going to bend for me and I'm going to make it out of here alive. That's the other part. I'm going to make it out of here alive. So this is on, this is ongoing. And now we have phones and now we have cameras. Um, and I, I would hope that we have more power and we're, we're in positions, you know, um, but mm -mm. no, they, it, they, they need to move this law, you know, for, for hate crimes, but does that really even matter? It, it's um, when I tell you every day for like the past two weeks, every day. Yeah. It's just like I, I don't even want to talk to my husband. I'm like, unless you have like sunny, sunshiny news, like I don't want. Don't tell me nothing. Well, I you know yeah, and that's why I was like, we but we we got to deal with it, you know. And how do you how do you how do how you, do you my um, my uh, very best friend was telling me that her daughter came to her crying, and uh, you know she couldn't, I guess you know, uh, not have the TV on or you know guard her from all that was happening, and she was crying, and and she's under um, she's not a teenager, she's 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 young, mm -hmm. and uh, she was crying. She says, "Is it safe for me to go to school tomorrow?" Yeah, and I just lost it, and I'm like, "Oh my god." That yeah. just broke my heart. Just... You know, I, I think about that too, you know, when I, I, I can't even put it into words because I don't want to live in fear. You know, I don't, no. I, when you start giving life and giving energy to that, then you're going to have things that are going to represent in your life. That's going to show you how you, how you should live in fear and, you know, and, and, and hate and worry. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I work very hard not to, you know, not to affirm that in my life, but it's hard. It's, you know, it's a, it's a day by day, you know, yeah. I, I have a teen, you know, son that goes to school mm -hmm. and you think, you know, you think about these things. And then, you know, on top of that, it's like, we live in a day and age where I, I never, I've never heard of this before, but I get it all the time where we get, um, you know, get notifications on the phone just to let you know if they're doing some sort of drill at the school or oh. some sort of, you know, red flag alert or something where they're le letting the parents know that they're just training the kids, you know, what to do if an attacker comes in the classroom. You know, this is this is the this is the culture that we live in where they're being trained on, you know, how to respond. Most of the kids have cell phones. So, you know, how do, what do you, where do you go and and who do you call if an attacker comes in the classroom? This is this is real. But and going back to, you know, it's not, 
you know, I'm all I'm I'm all for, you know, it's not guns don't kill people, people kill people. And that's mm-hmm. the truth. So mm-hmm. getting back to that person, what makes this person mm-hmm. go and 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 shoot up uh, an elementary school? You know, this he's a he's he was an adult, a whole adult, you know, from what I understand, had no real connection with the school mm-hmm. other than just what you know, whatever and we'll never know what what the real if there was any reason, no justification for it at all, we'll, mm-hmm. never, we'll never understand it. But mm-hmm. what makes that person? What makes that person? You know, because someone taught him, someone raised him, someone mm-hmm. fed him, someone mm-hmm. provided a place to stay, mm-hmm. someone interacted with him. So we need to take more responsibility for, you know, it used to be, it takes a village. You don't even believe that no more. You know, people, you don't even know you're the, you're the neighbor, your neighbor. You don't even know right. who lives in your community anymore. Who was the 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 shooter uh, recently? Where the parents were caught uh, helping him, and the mom sent a message saying, "Like next time, don't get caught." Yeah, the parents totally knew what he was doing and what he was up to. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's let's take some greater responsibility for that. Because before Johnny goes off the rockers and does this, y'all saw something. You know something. Something ain't right. Something don't sit well with you. Yeah. Yeah. But but the thing is that whether they want to talk about it or not. I, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I remember that because also he had like a, a storehouse of weapons. <laughs> he, had yeah. gun, he, had, he had plenty of guns. Yeah, that's what, he, that's what he spent his allowance money on. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You have a bear in your yard for what? Mm. So, you know, it's but so much, even for that, like, you know, if you're somebody who likes to hunt and all that, you know, sometimes that sounds very like, you know, Confederate flag on the back of the truck type of thing. Like what's, what's really going on? Like, you know, okay, fine. The sport, you know, you golf, you hunt, but then to some extent, you know, I just think of historically what all that was, you know, why are you walking around with a rifle, you know, to terrorize people, you know, and just shoot freely when you want with no impunity. Like I know the United, I know that United States and that's what it feels like it's happening on another level yeah so i'm 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 all for a greater gun control like i don't even see the reason why why are they walking around with semi-automatic rifles anyway isn't that wild like i remember the rapper ti was caught with just so much ammo in his house like it was just i remember they just had like he has a whole you know whole like gun system to start a war and even i said how do you live knowing that you're going to need those just point blank period. Like, do you sleep good at night? Like, are you living in fear every day? Like, why do you need a, you know, ready for war in your mansion? Yeah. And there, and there are some people that do feel, they f- you feel safer with a, a, a killing machine in the house. I just, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. And, and, okay. Well, yeah, everybody it's a to each his own, but then again, no, if it's not to each his own, if you want to, murder a population this is real though this is some real sacrifices going on we we need to really be clear about what are we what are we making these sacrifices for and what are we what are we doing them for why what's it all for it's this is just so I'm, i'm sad that we have to talk about this on the woke and i'm sad that it's it's many shootings since the last time we had our show yeah. That like really makes me sad. Like I know I can have fun and be silly and you know, and then I'm sad that like on this part of the segment, like I'm crying, 
Like well, it just really eighteen year olds. You know, kids with that. You know, you think like, oh, you're eighteen, but you're still a kid. You know, what yeah. about going to school or hanging out with your friends or even going out and smoking weed? Whatever it is, like these are kids that probably have no friends. I hate to tell you, but like that hate that you have, you know, for other people is really flip that inside out. It's a self hate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a low self esteem. You know, it's self hate probably have no friends, insecurities, you know, all of that stuff that teenagers go through. And that's why, you know, that's why I say teenage years are the hardest years. Cause like you're finding out who you are and like you learning to like really love yourself. You know, kids are not always nice. Kids are terrible. Kids are mean. Um, you got this whole cyber bullying and you know, our attitude is like, well, just log off the computer. Shoot. <laughs> but if the computer is your life, you know, and that's all it is. Well then, yeah, you know, they, they are, um, you know, they're sad. Sad, sad young individuals. So, anywho, I pray for the world mm-hmm. and um for the parents and you know um mm-hmm. yeah yeah I want to start naming states you know and somebody jump and say don't forget Ukraine. <sighs> Okay. Let's move on. All right. Where we at? At the weekend love report. Good Lord, we ain't got no kind of segue. We're just we I called it love. No, that was good. I kept it clean. I called it love. Oh, you did. And did you like that? Case because we can actually call it it's the weekend dick report here. Damn. You gotta go with Lord. I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Yeah. All right. Guys always getting it wrong, y'all. When we do the TV show on Island TV. Who gets it wrong? You do. Because you call. You see that snitch? Y'all peep that right there? See that snitch? You do. It should be the weekend love report because we Um, are on um, family daytime television. I know. Getting love report, and I just mess it up. I'm like, we're here, y'all. The weekend day, and you look at me like, like big report. The whole bush. You give me the, you give me the big Marty Bird eyes, like. I sure do. You want to over here with the big? That's the big BBC report. Oh boy, and I'm happy, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, the network call. I'm like, oh my god, am I fired? Like what I do? All right. So today we have a quick question from one of our. Listeners, and again, if you have a question that you want uh, heard on the weekend D or the weekend love report, it could be relationship question. Please send us an email to that's what I'm saying podcast at gmail dot com, or just hit up on us up on our social. So, mm-hmm. all right, get right into it. So she says, um, "My boyfriend doesn't let me hang out with males one on one. Is he being over possessive?" Hmm. Sarah, what say you? You sound twenty two. That's <laughs> because he knows you're a whore. No, I'm just kidding. A whore. No. He knows. He knows. He knows you got bodies. Um. <laughs> he's like, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to share that girl. Um. Share that girl. Mm, what do I say? Okay. So what? he doesn't let me. When you when you say the word let, yeah, that does sound possessive. When you say let. Uh. Um, he doesn't let me hang out with males. I mean, let me No, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just reading through just the words. That's all. Yeah. Now, is he wrong for that now? Unless 
Now, let me just be clear. I am a female who believes that men and women can be friends. And I do believe that when people say stuff like men and women can't be friends, I, I do believe that they're speaking for themselves. You can debate me down all you want. And I just listen to you. And all I'm hearing is I can't and I can't and I can't. That's how I hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's just, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you were to say like, oh, you know, women are never faithful. I'm, guess what? I'm, you're speaking for yourself, <laughs> you know, and, and that's just how, so, you know, I do, I, I do believe men and women can be friends. I'm married now. And, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have, I have male friends. Are we hanging out all the time as I've gotten older? Um, guess what? If, you know, one of my good friends, I always say like he would be, you know, the godfather to my kids. He's in town. Yeah, we can catch up. If my husband can come along, then yeah, absolutely. If he has time, like we're going to go together. But if not, it's totally cool. Like we're going to catch up. It, it's not, mm -mm, it's not a thing. Um, mm -hmm. Are we having sleepovers? No. But yeah, that that's just us. So yeah, I, I think it depends, it depends on the relationship, especially if maybe he just doesn't trust you or he doesn't trust his damn self. <laughs> Is that what it is? That could I'm be it too. And like I said, you're only speaking for yourself. So if he's like, uh-uh, nah, you can't be around it. And then the question you need to flip on him is like, so how do you act when you're around your female friends then that you so high post? Like, what, what's up? <laughs> so here's my thing. I, my question is, I just, I have so many questions because I, I think, I agree with you. Like, I think, you know, males and, you can be friends, like males and females can actually have platonic relationships. Like, mm -hmm. You know, I have guys that are friends, you know, and, and, only, and only friends mm -hmm. and and being in a relationship. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like a tricky sort of it's a fine line. Like I yes. would tell her, you know, does your boyfriend know these male friends? Right. Like, that would be the most the, the first thing. Like they got to, you know, at least meet, do something, do a little mixer or something. Everybody gets to meet each other. Mm -hmm. um, and then. You know, is he being over possessive? Uh, you know, I don't really, I, I don't think it's because he's doing something. Like I don't. That's not. What, I, I just think she probably hasn't given him enough reason to feel comfortable around her male friends. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe it is for her to just kind of solidify with him, like, hey, this is so and so. This is my friend. We only friends. Now, if she didn't been, you know, if there's some past fuckerations been going on, that mm -hmm. might be in this dancery. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like got, you got that right. Well, then you got you might got a problem because yeah, well, yeah. I'm just it, saying is that is that fair? Because what I what I well just I've noticed is you know for those you know maybe those you know maybe one time we tried it, it didn't work and then we just became friends like mm -hmm. then I want him to be you know I want my friend to be friend with my boyfriend or with my man. Mm -hmm. I know deep down inside, like it's probably not a good thing unless I divulge the whole like, yeah, we might have did something in the past, but it's over now, you know. And then I think then he would have a right to be like, well, you can't hang out with him no more because that's true because you got you know naked a naked past literally. I'm a crackhead, always a crackhead. That's wait, <laughs> wait, that ain't right. Wait, so I was watching Girlfriends the other day and. It was where Joan and William got together. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. And she wanted to know who like, who was better, Monica or Lynn or some shit like that. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, what season is this? Because I'm so confused. And then it turned out that when her and William were supposed to have sex, they, they couldn't. And they were just like, they realized they were meant to be friends. But mind you, he had been with Lynn. 
So I was like, see, I don't like this. Not, I'm not liking all this, this little triangle. So now when Monica comes in the picture, you know what I'm saying, his new wife, she looking at all these hoes, like y'all are all my, my husband's, y'all are my husband's friends, but he's been serving D to all of y'all. Like, so this is stupid. These damn Ella girls. I ain't got time for y'all. Let me turn, let me, let me turn to a uh, living single with, with, um, with my homies. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. You forgot. Yeah. So, I so I think that sometime also like it is, it is for like, for me, if I have, you know, male friends, it's my position to check my male friends. You know what I mean? Because like, I got a man now. So, you know, technically we can't hang like we used to, or we're not going to be on the phone, chim chim. And like, there are certain things that are going to be curtailed because it, like you said, it is a fine line. And I want my man, I don't even want to give him any inkling or any thought of any insecurity of anything because there is nothing. Right. So I'm, I'm making sure there's un, unspoken respect that's there. Just like when one of my male friends was engaged and he was like, Oh, you don't call no more. I said, nah, because you know, I don't want homegirl to even think there's anything or I don't want every time the phone rings, she like, it's me or anything. Like it's an unspoken respect I have for her because she's in the picture now. This is true. So that's how I pretty much roll with people. Now, everybody doesn't, it, it's up to you to really define the respect. I've been disrespected before by, um, I was dating, uh, my, I was with my boyfriend. This was like in college year sometime. We were together for a long time and mm. I'll never forget. Um, you ready for this? What? Oh, it's funny shit. Sometimes you got to check people. Mm-hmm. He had a female friend and this female friend happened to be like his best friend's, um, his best friend's little sister. So, you know, she was a sister of the gang and whatever. So, okay, that's fine. So I peep how, you know, she would kind of call like a lot. You get what I mean? And, you know, we'd have our little, we'd have our like little target Sundays or whatever. And she'd be on the phone. So I'm like, all right, you know, now, now mind you, I have male friends too, but like, you know, we kind of curtail that shit. So I don't know why she's so comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. So then it really, it really hit me when he said, like, I may have to take her to the airport tomorrow just in case if, you know, whatever. So I'm like, what time is this going to be? And it's like a four in the morning, just in case she doesn't have a ride. So I'm thinking like, isn't this heifer in a sorority? Like she don't got no source sister to call. Like she calling you. So now I felt like my toes were being stepped on. <laughs> yeah. No, no, for real. I really did. You know what I'm saying? And I mind you, I was okay with the friendship, but now I feel like now nah, she's kind of, you, you're not, you're not ringing the censor. You know what I'm saying? Now she's kind of like playing around with me. She's playing me. So I said to him, so this is what I said to him. I said, I got homework for you. And I just want you to go and get a yes or no question. He said, what you need? I said, you ask her if she minds, and let's just say her boyfriend's name was Davey. Right. And he was a little hot boy. Uh-huh. You ask her if she minds that if I have the same friendship that her and Davey have, right? Does she mind if Davey comes to get me from the airport? Just ask her yes or no, if that's going to be okay with her, right? Yeah. He comes back and I said, so what'd she say? He didn't want to answer me. I said, what did she say? Oh. He said, she said, hell no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, so that means that all this time, you know, you've been stepping on my toes. <laughs> you see that right there? <laughs> so that right so I had to let him know you see so she knew she was being effing disrespectful you get what I'm saying and granted I was a young girl but I carried myself like a damn lady at that I tell you that much we had to check all that quick so for her to have not she didn't say no she said hell no Mm. she wouldn't be having it so why are you doing this with my man so I had to let him know so you see that you didn't check all that right there (laughs) you're right well okay Mm. Mm. brought up some memories Mm -mm. sheesh right so do you, do you, and I told you it was okay that he had a friend. I told you it was okay, but see, a bitch was trying to step on my toes. Like you really? Okay. So let me be friends with your man. How about that? Oh, she didn't like that. Mm. Do the same thing. Like males, like, you know, you got a, a, a girl that's a friend. Do they, are they the same way? Like, 
He gonna try, well, yeah, he gonna try to hit. I mean, maybe. Uh, well, that's the next. See, I don't. Mm, see, I, I'm just saying you can be friends and all, but but you know, don't don't be stepping on my toes. It's it's for you to provide the respect that that person is gonna have for your significant other. Or so, or make sure you have clear boundaries. Like it's for yeah. her just kind of set the boundaries and make your boyfriend feel comfortable. That's what I'm saying. But and you outline the boundaries. You'd be like, okay, well, you know, I want you to meet him. Let's hang out, blah, 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 blah. And if after you still feel like, you know, may, then maybe she could be like, well, then I won't. If you, if you, if you really, after you, if you meet him and you know him and, cause I don't think they know each other. I don't know. I don't think her boyfriend knows any of her male friends like that. Like, but she's, but she's saying my boyfriend doesn't let me hang out with males one-on-one. She's making it sound like she's trying to go on other dates. You know what I'm saying? When you say males, I'm like, well, shit, what kind of free-for-all you trying to have? (laughs) Of course. I really didn't get that. I got more of like... (laughs) She's trying to have a... He he won't let me have a good time. (laughs) You sound 22. Over here looking at threesomes. I'm not seeing it that way. I'm seeing that she has male friends. You want to go out? want to like, look, we're going, you know, meet me at the gym. Meet me at, uh, you know, the... I don't do coffee for y'all coffee drinkers. Like just something simple. Meet me at the bar. Meet me for happy hour. It's well, not. Mm-mm. In, in the words of Biz Marquis, you never talk to a girl who says she only has a friend. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I, I just give her some good advice. I feel like as long as she is clear to her boyfriend about, you know, the male, even if, even about the past and be honest, I don't think he should have a problem. Is he, is he being over present? But let him have the final say, maybe like, let him have the final say. But, but that, that must mean that he's being fair game. You know, I don't hang out with my female friends, so you don't hang out with yours. And you, you know, yeah. Then, okay. Then, you know what? I can dig it. You're right. You know, maybe his attitude is, like I told my husband, I said, I'm your friend now. <laughs> no friends man I, I smash his phone I'm your friend now but no I, I personally I don't have a problem with it but but it has to be fair game like you can't be telling me and I bet you if you check his phone I bet you had a whole bunch of bitches in his phone <laughs> and I use that term loosely when I say that he probably got a whole bunch like mm-hmm. shoot you do like uh, my friend said she grabbed her boyfriend's phone one time they was driving man he snatched that shit back and threw it out the window that's how much he was not trying to get caught that is a forever great story. I was like, what did you do the phone? She's like, that's how much he was not trying to get caught. And the phone died on the West Side Highway. Girl, he threw it. He got that shit right back from her and threw it. She done got the code and she was, they was arguing. Mm-hmm. He was not having it. Oh, that is such a funny story. And so, Yeah, because life be over after that. Like somebody getting your phone, life is, life as you know it is Oh, over. that's so funny. <laughs> Listen, I I just try to make sure I ain't doing nothing because I leave my phone out all the time. So let me hear hear, hear me when I say this, y'all. My phone is out all the time. <laughs> Open on the table. I leave it. He got my code. He gets in if he needs. It's not a big deal. Like I make sure I ain't doing nothing. That's all. I need peace of mind. I'm a little too clumsy. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I think I think we we didn't give her no advice. We just told her our, our own stories. <laughs> Throw the phone out the window. Find out if that girl wants to be taken to the airport. <laughs> that was no help. Oh, no, I just be transparent. Tell them the truth. That's all. And if 
says no, then you know he says no, and he he love you, girl. Oh, okay. But that game, then it, then it has to go the other way around. But but then also question why are you trying to have male friends too, like like to the point that they will cause your relationship a little tip. Just... Hold on, let me, let me go back. Let me go. No, no. Why are you trying to have male friends that will cause like problems and friction in your relationship? That's what you got to check on too. But she's not saying that. Also, but he not... has a problem with it. So, because because he know he like yo because I I know how he look at you. It's probably one of those like yo because his, his <laughs> I know I see how he be looking at you. It's that type of friend. <laughs> and it's probably his homeboy. All right, I'm making shit up. All right, let's go. Oh, okay. All right, moving on. Where we at? <laughs> We're at the side piece news. No, I'm just playing. We're at the gym. And my gym. You know what my gym was going to be? You're going to laugh about this, but my gym was going to be the thong song. Oh, really? Because I came on the other day and I was like, this was a gym. I heard it the other day, too. Ooh, that's yeah. so scandalous. I was like, this song used to be like. I actually, I put it on my playlist for my. Uh, Serious. My that, song, that song was a good time. Like, it was happy. Yo, thighs, yo, feet. Singing. He's singing like he's in church about a thong. <laughs> Let me see that booty go. Da-da, da-da. He had sound effects and everything. Oh, but you. instead, I chose Triumph. I, I, huh? I gave him a ride one time, not like like a ride up the street. Sure, you did. You know what? This is yeah, this is like some years ago. I was like, oh my god, he's like with this white girl, and I I don't know, maybe they was beefing or something. So I like he lived in my neighborhood, and I gave him a ride mm. up the street one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow you be knowing everybody. It's funny, like when I think back, I'm like, man, I, I didn't have a little little bit of connection, but yeah. The, the, and this was like way after the thong song, like when he, you know, remember it was the time like he kind of got corny. That was around the time. Oh man, yeah. Cisco could forever. He he, he can out. forever sing. Oh, I'm like, what's going on? That boy can jam. Mm-hmm. He can yep. sing. S A N G. He can sing. Your thighs, that And remember, he remember he had said, "What your bitches want from us? Somebody let me know." He was singing with DMX on the car. Yep. <laughs> what they want? Again, he made it a church song. Okay. Anyway, so, so my. Mad. It's not your jam. Why? Because that was gonna be my jam, and I giggled about it. And I was like, I keep coming up with these funny little songs, and maybe next week. But in the meantime, my song is Triumph by Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> and um, you know, let's talk. Listen, this was on the Wu Tang Wu Tang Forever album, released in 1997. And this is when, I mean, you know when uh, ODB was in the beginning. Wu-Tang forever! <laughs> it's like 97. <laughs> My nigga, the niggerettes. Let's do this. This, now, I'm just gonna... I bomb atomically. Hypotheses. Socrates' hypotheses. <laughs> well, listen, every time that when I think of that verse, because I have a family member, and whenever they get high they want to talk all deep so the way I say I'd be like listen I don't want to bomb atomically Socrates philosophies and hypotheses I can't divine how I be dropping these like I have to tell them like so I don't even want to go deep with you who wait now I want to know what family members this I know I don't want but yeah when when I'm like I'm not even trying to go deep like I'm not even trying to get philosophical with you I'm not trying to bomb atomically I'm not (laughs) 
Okay, is you with me with him? You at? So Wu Tang <laughs> consists of many members: RZA, Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Method Man, Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, Inspector Deck, You God, and Master Killer, and they're affiliated with Capadonna. He came a little bit later in the game. Mm-hmm. And let's take it back. And um, this song, it just you have to kind of like stop it, rewind it, go through it, read the lyrics, because everybody is talking their own shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and, and what really had me, I like Wu, um, not Wu Tang, what am I saying? I like uh, Method Man, because mm-hmm. he's like the sexiest one in the group, and I still like him. And, and his voice really stood out talking about a streetcar named Desire. I was like, ooh, what's he talking about? Ooh, hey, man. So I liked him. Now, let me tell you this one Wu Tang stands for, did you know, witty, unpredictable talent and natural game. Man, let me tell you, I was today years old when I. <laughs> When I learned this little fun fact. <laughs> this little factation over there. You, you, look, you just blew my mind. Oh. Just Wu-Tang me. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Yeah. What? Say it again. What does it stand for? Oh, come on now. It's an acronym. Witty, uh-huh. unpredictable, talent, and natural game. Good man. Now, mind you, like, they are such, like, big fans of, you know, the Kung Fu flicks. And all of their, like, interludes on their albums had that. So, you know, like I said, hey, you got to go back, rewind, and listen. I don't know every word, but I just know when this joint comes on, I'm, I happen to know, like, most of the words. And I've surprised myself. And I'm like, here we go. I bomb atomically. That is just opening. Rip through your slums. I was like, oh, here we go. Tell your story. Walk in. <laughs> what? Are you with me? Where you at? Remember, gets high, and that's what you say. I can't. Uh, I am. I can't bomb atomically. Socrates' philosophies. Not today. I cannot. I don't. I don't want to talk about how milk isn't good for you, and I need to drink almond milk. Don't do it to me. Oh my gosh. Don't do it to me. Oh, I think yeah. I know. It's so funny. Oh, I can. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm, I'm having a Wu-Tang conversation. Let me call you back. <laughs> this was a jam, though. Like, it, it was. And I saw... Did I see Wu-Tang in concert, like, recently? And it's just like, man, you know, they, they define an era. You know, there's some of these artists that's just like, man, that was that was an era. Because, you know, this was, like, before Biggie became big, right? Like, yes. Yep. Yeah, it was, like, a little before Biggie. Like, Biggie kind of... Well, right, like right around the same time. So you had like Bad Boy was kind of up and coming, but really it was like it was Wu Tang era <laughs> for real. Yeah, all, yeah. all of them, all all uh, ninety seven of them, because they sure do take the stage. All all hundred and three of them, <laughs> and and, and <laughs> blowing like Charlemagne in eighty one. Like okay, Raekwon. See now they roll so deep. And I just remember being in high school and there was like this crew of dudes and they were so into Wu-Tang. It was just like, it was like a religion. Mm-hmm. They were just so into Wu-Tang and it was just, and I just remember like the Wu-Tang, remember like the symbol on the shirts and, and, yep. and, oh man, like it was okay, but you gotta be, you gotta really listen to like what they're saying because Jizzle yeah. will say something and you know, oh, 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 wait, go back, go back, go back, go back. What did you say? What did you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And, and they use big words. Hold up y'all. They use big words. <laughs> You know, I like some big words. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Bring mm-hmm. it. If you're going to bring it, go big. Go big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is definitely like music. You can like listen. Like you said, like you got to break down the lyrics because it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's hidden meaning in the lyrics. 
you know, and they're not just talking about like it's it's not really like BS, like they're actually talking about some shit. You just gotta listen to it. That's why I love Raekwon. That's one of the reasons because let me let me let me let me hit you with this verse and just let me tell you how deep it goes that you really go like, wait a minute. He says, make you feel like you bust a nut from raw sex. Enter through your right ventricle, clog up your bloodstream. Or terminal like Grand Central Station. <laughs> Program fat baselines on novation. Getting drunk like a fuck. I'm ducking five year probation. <laughs> War of the mass is the outcome disastrous. <laughs> good times. Good times. You'd be like, oh, he's saying something. You know, that's good. That was that was a good time rap. So I don't know, you know, now that you have to get so deep, you know, to get me, but they had some good little sym- symphony beats and mm-hmm. it was really about the lyrics and they all just pumped each other up. Each, each verse led into the other verse, led into the other verse. Everybody got their little time to spit mm-hmm. and it was dope. Seven of them, like down the line. They all, <laughs> and, this song was like eight minutes long. And, long. I, I like how they let, I like how they let, um, uh, old dirty bastard open up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's take it back to 79. <laughs> Wu-Tang forever, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah. All right, my niggas and my niggerette. I'm the Osiris of the shit. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. He oh, said, I'm going to rub your ass in the moonshine. <laughs> let's take it back to 79. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Oh, man. Wu-Tang is forever. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. I told you um, during the election uh, over here in Paramus, New Jersey, like one of the homes that you always like pass by or for like one of these major highways and it says politics come and go, but Wu-Tang is forever. (laughs) And I don't know who lived in the house, but I used to want to honk and like give him a fist. And I was like, it's probably like, you know, white people love Wu-Tang. The woo, the woo, remember the Wu Tang with your with your fingers with your hands. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's probably a white man like behind his computer. Yep. Well, love, yeah, like white folks love some Wu Tang. I know, like seventy percent of their concerts be like white white boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And that's true. a fact. That's but a fact. Cool. Well, good one. Thanks for taking us back. All right, y'all. <clears throat> we are now at the support black business segment of the show where we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities by supporting products and services made FUBU that is for us by us. So look, if you want to advertise your business on TwizPod, the pad, pot, the pad, the pity pad, pad, pot, <laughs> the patty cake pads, patty cake pads. <laughs> look, you want to put your business on TwizPod, the podcast or on the TV show, get on here. You get your five minutes of fame, talk it out. Tell us about your product or service. We are offering select business owners a chance to advertise with us. So go to our website at twizpod.com. Contact us there for more information. Or you can also hit us up on our socials to find out more. So guess where we're at? At the beginning. I wish. Is this the end? (laughs) Look, y'all, we have come to the end. But you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, on Google Play, all of the major podcast players. You can pretty much find us there. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV or on the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. And Shatara, what else do we need to let everybody know? We want to let you know that if you have a question for the Weekend D Report or if you want to advertise with us, and if you want to keep up to date on all my upcoming comedy shows, because y'all know I bring the funny, as well as our podcast and TV events, then you know what you got to do? You must get social with us. Slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter, or you can even send us a message on our website at twistpod.com. So, mm-hmm. as always, 
Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate you. So until next time, stay healthy and stay well. Peace, y'all. Peace out.